0: Hello, I'm Beth Carson Wallace, and welcome to Life Changes. The show is dedicated to helping you find your true self, whatever that means to you, so that you can be enthusiastic about what's yet to come. Healing takes hard work, but on the other side of that work, freedom and peace are right there waiting. We can do this together. So let's get started. Are you doing, Marcy Marie? Good. Thank you. What other things are happening with you now that are difficult like that? Well,
1: Beth, I am for most certain the most comfortable around people that have also been previously incarcerated. Uh huh. And so when I'm in groups that that's not the case, yeah, there's still that feeling of. Less than Mm -hmm. or that I don't belong. Mm -hmm. And in particular, in in the spaces that I'm in, in in my advocacy works, I'm around a lot of educated people. Mm -hmm. And I received my education and my college during my incarceration. Mm -hmm.
0: And I feel less than there. So how do you navigate yourself? in that situation. I have just about
1: created a life where I'm not around a whole lot of people that have not been formally incarcerated. Honestly, I have changed my whole life kind of around that. Okay. Um, So at the Capitol in Austin, visiting with people, uh, visiting with other organizations that don't necessarily revolve around the prison system those cases, my family, not my immediate family, but my Mm -hmm. family, we have a big family get togethers. And even though I've been home two years, and even though no one has openly or outwardly intentionally made me feel any kind of certain way, those situations, I hide, you know, I stay on the front porch, I stay on the outskirts of things. And I think that, very
0: different from my previously incarcerated life. Your uh, your old self. You know, it's interesting because um, a lot of us are isolating now due to the pandemic. You know, it sounds like you have built a life that is—you've been very, very clever about it because of your advocacy work, and, and and you're trying to change the the. Aren't you trying to change the laws? Yes, ma'am. Legislation
1: is going on right now yeah. till the end of the month, and we have several bills that will greatly benefit incarcerated people in Texas and previously incarcerated in, um, people in Texas. And they they're moving. We have some that are moving. So, what yeah. are what
0: what are they? What what I mean? What are the bills themselves? Just briefly.
1: Sure. So the first one that actually I feel like has a really good chance at getting passed is the medical transport bill. Mm -hmm. And it's a bill that would require the prison transport buses to offer, first of all, women incarcerated are going on medical chain or um, chain period on transport without feminine hygiene products. And the bathroom facility on those buses, if you can imagine a school bus where they just removed a seat mm-hmm. and put se- a toilet that looks similar to a toilet that's in a porta potty. Yeah. And it's just right there out in the open and you're handcuffed to somebody. So um these ladies are going, having to use the restroom publicly, very publicly, mm-hmm. taking care of their feminine hygienes very mm-hmm. Publicly, male officers are often the transport officers. Mm-hmm. So it would be bad enough it was if it was only in front of women, but it's just a little bit more um, yeah. hard oh, to deal
0: yeah. with when there's yeah. men.
1: Yeah. yeah, all of those things. So mm-hmm. anyways, this bill would basically just allow the women to mm-hmm. get to go to the bathroom without being handcuffed to somebody. Yeah. So our, our prison system is set up to... Ha- it, it's for men mm-hmm. right so women kind of get the backlash of of what the kind of things go on in men's prison, the violence, the drugs mm-hmm. um, that stuff's not necessarily going on in women's prisons, but we're getting we're getting treated as such. So we're having very invasive strip searches and it's that that's another just mm-hmm. one more level of trauma. Um, when it comes to being mm-hmm. in a room after working out in the fields, mm-hmm. you come in and there's four officers and there's 20 women, hot and sweaty and dirty. Our hands are dirty. We have to remove our, we have to completely undress. We have to remove our tampon and throw it away. Mm. You, if you're menstruating, blood is going down your leg, um, they mm-hmm. were talked down to by the officers Officers that are performing the strip search. It's a uh, squat, cough, turn around, spread your buttocks in front of the whole room. So these, these kind of things, when you're in there, we would crack jokes about it or make light of it. And it wasn't until I came home and started processing some of these things. No, these, these are traumatic things. And yeah. not OK, there are things that, yes, for security purposes, they need to make sure that someone incarcerated isn't carrying a weapon. But there are certainly more humane ways and less degrading ways, healthier ways to do that. And so that's that's these are the kind of things that we're trying to change with with some changes, mm-hmm. Treating, especially women, because we're focused on women, but treating them more respectfully Mm -hmm. and lifting them up instead of breaking them down further is just, it's healthier for our communities. It doesn't make sense to have broken people come into the system and then further break them down, further degrade them, further take away their confidence, and then it's to come back to our communities and thrive that way. Right, right. And I think the PTSD rates, which those are recorded rates for prison staff is over 30%. That's higher than a Vietnam veteran.
0: Yeah. Is Um, anybody treated in prison
1: for that? The inmates know, and I really don't know about the staff. They do have, at least in Texas, they have health care available to them. I don't know how that works
0: for them, but yeah. No, I don't. Okay, so basically, you you now, okay, you you've come back and you've got PTSD. I mean, you do do, wouldn't you say? For sure. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, and you've you know you you've got these things going on, so you're treating yourself. You're treating yourself. How's that working? Some days it's working better than other days,
1: right? And. On a, on a surface level, I know probably I I
0: should seek some outside
1: help for that.
0: Yeah. So, so part of you goes, I really need to get some help. And what about yeah. the other part of you? The other part of me is, um,
1: <sighs> Beth, this sounds so, uh, I don't know what it sounds like, but it's honestly the first thought that came to my mind when you said it, and I've never vocalized it before, but there's okay. part of me that thinks that I've done so much damage. Well, my kids need help and my adult kids aren't going to get outside help and my parents need help and they're not going to get help. And my, even my brother, you know, mm-hmm. it just very traumatic on my okay. family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that there's part of me that thinks, well, why, what makes you, <laughs> why do you deserve to get help? And they're not getting help or. Yeah really i
0: think it's um i yeah. feel
1: undeserving
0: of that I, I, okay I, there we go okay how do you feel about about being the pioneer of survival it sounds doable i
1: i think that even with my arrest and incarceration that my mem- my family still looks to me a bit like a leader mm mm-hmm. mhm There's also a guilt that comes with not feeling guilty, if that makes sense. It lessens how bad it was for everybody.
0: Okay. But you still have time to give a lot of joy to these people. You've got time to bring them an enormous amount of pleasure. And don't you think that the healthier you are, the more pleasure you can bring them? This is very true. Okay. What about, uh, so your relationships with your family are good?
1: We were pretty close before my incarceration. Um, and that just, it just fell right in. It didn't really coming home to the, to that group didn't ever feel funny. It didn't feel, you know, there are times that we're all together and I'll say something and My mind is still kind of adjusting to what's appropriate in here, out here, compared to what's appropriate in prison. And (laughs) things go, and I'll tell a story, and I'll kind of glance at my brother's face, and his jaws just almost (laughs) dropped. And I'm (laughs) like, "Let me not. (laughs) Let me." Um, But yeah, they're they're all. It's you know, and they. They're fighting with guilt too, Beth. And there's guilt when you have a loved one incarcerated. So parents, you can imagine that they feel like, what did they do wrong? Or what did they, how did they influence me wrong? And then there's guilt of, oh, I, I didn't send her a letter this week, or she hasn't heard from me, or I can't get up there to visit because it's it's just a whole thing that mm-hmm. family." go to to be able to support their incarcerated loved ones and my brother I know he holds a lot of guilt because it was so hard for him to see me in there
0: oh it's so sweet that you think about their guilt what a sweet thing and don't don't screw it up by letting guilt ruin your gratitude you know guilt can ruin other emotions that that you deserve to have
1: i never really thought about how guilt could ruin gratitude or it can really block some progress in in areas right
0: what's the point it doesn't do any good for anybody i mean really if you take it and you just start taking it away and fill it up with the gratitude of what is going on. That's okay. How does that sound? Little by little.
1: It actually sounds kind of like a game changer.
0: Good. Good. It might give you a little freedom to live and, and and take a look at what's, what's really going on around you. And anyway, I think we're going to wrap it up now. And unless there's anything else you want to talk about.
1: i to mind, Beth, but I sure appreciate your help. And I appreciate hearing your thoughts and working through some things with me.
0: Oh, it's just been such a pleasure being with you today, Marcy. You are a very special w- woman and you've got a wonderful family and I, so much on the ball. I think you've got a wonderful future. See, where can we find you? Where can we find more information about this? So, Beth, I'm on all the social
1: media platforms, but if you go to www.marcimarie.com, M-A-R-C-I-M-A-R-I-E, that will take you right to my link tree. And there's links for those organizations as well for um, a few other organizations and to my social media platforms. You can always
0: follow me there. That wraps it up. Let's all have a wonderful rest of the week. Don't forget to send your emails to bcwlifechanges.com. And if you'd like to meet with me for a session, just email me and we'll arrange it. Thanks again, y'all, and have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye-bye.